episode 28 of Whiskey Throttle Radio. Thank you guys for listening. Great show for you. Jared Lesher kicks things off. He's number 412, riding Honda 450. You saw him in the main event at the Atlanta Supercross. He was running top five in his heat. So he got a lot of attention from that. But he's a real cool dude. We talked to him about his old arena cross days and just privateer life, um, you know, borrowing bikes from buddies and just trying to make it to each round. It's it's tough for these guys out here, but uh, they're the backbone of the sport. After that, we talked to Alex Luger. He just won the four-stroke A-Lights class at the Florida GNCC. I've known him for about six or seven years now, and he's been constantly progressing, so it was so cool to watch him um, win an A-class, a national A-class at a national event. And he looks so good at doing it, too. So we, we just get his thoughts on that. And he's planning on doing the whole GNCC season this year. So another Florida boy going to be running up front for sure. After that, my brother's roommate, Jesse Tincher, doesn't know a whole lot about moto, watches it on TV here and there. He actually showed up to Daytona Supercross. So we kind of give an outsider's perspective on attending one of our, you know, one of our events for our sport. So cool stuff for that as well. Huge shout out to Blood Lubricants. Man, they've been such a support for this show. And they're pushing the bar with such high-quality products. I mean, they have chain lube out, kick-ass degreaser. In addition, they're high-quality oils. That they're really doing good stuff. Uh, Jeff Green's a real good dude. He, they want to help you out as well. So make sure you use the promo code WHISKEY for 25% off bloodlubricants.com. Also, huge shout-out to Risk Racing. Great line of innovative products. And actually, guys, they got Henry Miller running their new ATS stand. This is secret information, guys. It it doesn't release until like two weeks. But if you're going to India this weekend or any other East Coast, make sure to swing by Henry's Pit. It's a really cool, really cool product. So that's all I'm going to say. Sneak peek. But good stuff. As always, like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, and iTunes. (laughs) We're on there too. But uh, enough of me jabbering. Let's get to the show. Live with me right now, he's number 412 aboard the Honda, racing 450 Supercross, is Jared Lesher. What's up, man? How's it going? How we going, man? How we doing? We're doing good. You know, just got home from a hard day at work. Uh, what about you, driving back up to Georgia? Yeah, um, actually on my way to pick a bike up for the weekend, um, as odd as that, that may sound. Um, we uh, we had a little a little bump in the road this week with the with the program and with the mechanic and everything so um just trying to trying to get some things worked out and luckily um one of my buddies ended up coming through and he's actually let me borrow basically a brand new 2019 that he just bought uh that i'm gonna race in indy uh basically just gonna switch some cosmetics from my bike to his bike and um and and go from there oh man That's that's sounds yeah. pretty wild. Uh, I guess that's privateer life at its finest. 
Yeah, um, you know, kind of just some things that that we weren't really expecting. Um, you know, only only working with one bike right now, so um, it's my practice and race bike. Um, my my eighteen four fifty has been the one that I've been racing um, Supercross on. So um, we were kind of just trying to stretch it out, uh, just kind of waiting to rebuild it um, until Seattle, and we didn't end up stretching it that long and it's kind of getting to the point where I feel that it's almost dangerous to be riding. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and my mechanic works a full-time job as well, uh, during the week. So he, um, you know, he's not able to, to, to really get it done before Indy. Um, and you know, with limited options at this point, I didn't really know, you know, where else to turn. And luckily, um, I have a, a really good friend and um, training buddy, and, and um, luckily he just bought a new bike, and he's nice enough to, to let me use it. So we're gonna we're gonna go with it, and um, you know he, he expects nothing less than than for me to give my best, and I expect nothing less than that as well. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bummer for sure, but awesome that you were able you know to find a a new bike and that's super cool of your friend to you know let you borrow it uh let's let's talk a little daytona here um you look good all day dude i, I was there uh i'm from florida originally but i'm living in carolina now so i go to daytona oh, i go to daytona every year you look good all day but uh unfortunately I had a little crash in the lcq and couldn't finish are you feeling all right yeah um just kind of twisted the knee up a little bit uh kind of caught caught antic knocks back wheel whenever he went down there and kind of threw me threw me in an awkward position off the bike and kind of just the way I twisted, I guess, whenever, whenever I hit, um, I don't know if it, it if I, if I might've just, you know, I think it was just a little bit of a, of a stinger. Um, luckily I had those EBS knee braces on it. I think they, they really did save me there. So, um, we're all good with that. Feeling good. Um, cycled a little bit this week just to, to keep it loose and then, um, just trying to get the, that, that, stability back I, I really felt like Saturday whenever I went down it it was kind of um it was kind of weak there for a while so uh just trying to get that that back and um I think it'll be it'll be solid for the weekend though yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear you're all right was that I know you're a arena cross guy before so was that your first time at Daytona yes that was my first Daytona uh that one is definitely different compared to the other ones that we've done this season. Uh, you know, just the, the atmosphere is, is, is much different than being there. So uh, it was definitely a, a cool event. Um, cool to kind of get outside of, you know, the typical um, Supercross, so to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, you know, you know, but, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, we're, we're, we're back in you know back in India this week so uh, back to the conventional style supercross and um, you know just kind of back to it yeah I know even even just from like a fan's perspective uh, going from like the state regular stadium supercross to Daytona it, it almost feels more more like a national vibe it's kind of more a little more laid back that I don't know just walking through the pits right. the riders kind of seem looser and stuff like that yep yeah, it was kind of that atmosphere. I, I think the weather had a lot to do with that as well. Um, maybe if it was raining and, and yeah. miserable out, maybe everybody wouldn't have been so happy. But, uh, yeah, the weather was, was awesome all weekend. Couldn't ask for better weather. So um, that may, may have played a, fa- played a factor as well. 
Yeah, that that is a good point. I've been to some pretty muddy Daytonas, and it, it it's not fun for the fans. And I'm I'm hundred percent positive it's not fun for the riders. But uh, so, I mean, obviously, two weeks ago, Atlanta Supercross, you had a killer ride, dude. I was so stoked. Uh, running fifth in the heat for a long time, uh, made a little mistake at the end, but still, you're holding your own. Um, you look really good. Uh, how, how was that race for you in general? Uh, that was really, really good for me just to, to get out and, um, you know, get that feeling of, of running that pace and, and just, you know, um, kind of putting myself in a situation where I, you know, I had to go, really. Um, and my biggest thing was just focusing forward and just not really worrying about what was going on behind me. But, you know, of course I knew the whole time, you know, what was going on behind me. I seen those guys creeping, uh, coming through the, the rhythm, the three, three right there before the whoops, every lap, because I was going two, two, two. So, um, I seen them creeping and everywhere else on the track, I, I was pretty decent. Um, I had a good jump line to the whoop. So, you know, I, I was, pretty confident everywhere else that if I wasn't making mistakes, you know, I was, I was still keeping that pace, um, or pretty close to it. And so, um, I just, you know, laser being focused and just really, really tried to try to just put my head down and, and, you know, just click off the laps, just be perfect. Yeah. That, that Atlanta track seemed like it broke down a lot more than, I mean, it always breaks down pretty hard, but it seemed like it was really soft this year. Maybe that was just cause of the whole lime thing, but how hard is it for you to, one, you know, running fifth in the heat, so you're you're kind of riding, you know, you're riding with a bunch of other dudes. Um, you're trying to protect, you know, your position as well as you know, trying to just focus on not crashing on that really tough track. Yeah, uh, I would say that the most difficult part for me um, was just the mental side of it. Uh, you know, I knew I knew in my head if if I put together solid laps the way I know how to ride. Um, you know, I was pretty confident with, with being able to run close to that pace. Um, and I knew I had a few spots to spare as well. Uh, you know, so that was, that was kind of in the back of my mind and, you know, I, sitting in fifth, that, that was definitely a, a wild feeling. That was, you know, something that, you know, it was definitely different than, than anything else I've ever felt. So, uh, and then, obviously i got passed on the last the last lap made a few mistakes um i got i got real real sketchy coming through the whoops right before the finish there and um i was just i was just happy to to, to hold on to it and and you know cross the finish line seven yeah definitely it's, and i'm sure that was a huge confidence booster for you as well um but you know i kind of you know mentioned there you you got to ride all these other guys, but you're actually an arena cross guy, so I'm sure you're used to the carnage and being in pretty intense battles. Yeah, that that part, um, you know, the very it was very very close close racing with the arena cross style, and uh, you know, whenever we get you know when we switch from the arena cross to supercross, it kind of feels like we have a, a lot of room, a lot of space to work with. Um, so that, that was very comforting coming into Supercross. Um, and you know, we do have, we do have a little bit more room obviously to pass in Supercross than we did arena cross. So, um, you know, we're able to maybe, um, 
make some cleaner passes and, and not as much contact. Obviously, there's still contact, um, you know, once in a while, but I don't think it's, you know, it's not as evident as it would be with Arena Cross. Yeah, definitely. That definitely doesn't seem as uh, as much, you know, even just bar barbing and stuff like that. I've, uh, I was at, at the right. when they did the Arena Cross in the Georgia Dome a couple years ago in Atlanta, and it was amazing just to yeah. see, you know, watch Arena Cross Friday night and then watch Super Cross Saturday night. Just the differences and the aggressiveness and whatnot. So, so Jared, are you just hanging out? I'm um, gonna hit the East Coast rounds. Are you making that trek out west? Um. Or you talking this season or last yeah, season? This season, like going to Seattle and all that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take Seattle off just because of of, of you know the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one that one we're gonna take off, kind of regroup, rebuild the bike, you know, make sure it's ready, and we're gonna hit the last. Uh, I believe it's five or six rounds after that. You know, the rest of the season. So uh, we're just gonna kind of take take that, that weekend off and, and regroup i got you yeah that's a i'm sure that's a, you're down in georgia so that's probably as far just about as far as you could go right so uh, do we do we have any plans right now to do any outdoors i've seen you've raced outdoors the last couple of years um nothing set in stone right now we just uh we'll just kind of kind of get through supercross and, and probably just see how see how, how everything falls you know it, it's always tough with you know doing it um so it, obviously the rounds are are um you know they they beat the bike up a good yeah. bit more than than what Supercross does it's a lot more taxing so um there, there's a lot i feel there's a there's a good bit more that goes into motocross you know um as a privateer anyways than, than supercross so i guess we'll just see how see how supercross goes and um you know ride it out from there and, and play it by ear yeah it definitely makes sense and obviously i don't think the outdoors pay as well either so that, i'm sure that really takes right, a, a right. toll on like getting from round to round and stuff like that but uh let's take it way back here jared how did you first get you know get riding uh start racing and all that my father my father used to race back in the day whenever um before before um I was even thought about and whenever I was born he you know, he threw me on a bike probably as early as my mom would let me. Uh so I was uh I think three and a half whenever when I first started riding with training wheels and um that didn't last too long. Took the training wheels off and I think I was racing whenever I was four. Uh just some local stuff and um, you know, just, just, I think, I think it was more so of, um, you know, just growing up watching my dad, just for the, you know, I, even on a bicycle, I was, you know, just anything with two wheels, I was real, um, you know, attached to, you know, at a very young age. So, um, we, we kind of just went that route. I, I played baseball and, and football growing up as well and basketball as well. So, um, you know, I, I played played school sports, but moto is definitely my my favorite out of out of everything. So stuck with it. And uh, did you do the whole high school thing and stuff like that, or the you know a lot of kids do the virtual school stuff now? Um, but you said you did you play like high school I went sports. To school, 
Uh, not too much. I, I played a little bit of high school basketball, um, but that was about it. it and baseball and, and football kind of cut in the cut in the riding time, so we we kind of stayed away from from that once I started, um, you know, getting a little bit older. But um, I I went to um, public school until tenth grade, and then my last two years I um, ended up doing cyber school. So I ended up um, the last two years was, was kind of uh, right before I moved south, and then you know we we kind of took it uh, very serious from that point on. Once we moved, and um, you know it's been a long time. Feels like it's been it's been you know feels like I at that point whenever I got seventh in that in that heat race, I, I felt like I'd been working for that yeah. for a very long time. So. Uh, it was a it was a very cool feeling that just that that whole thing and to do it in Atlanta um, just mm-hmm. uh, in front of a, a lot of people that I knew a lot of friends and family a lot of people that have helped me over the year over the last five years that I've lived down here um, and and just all the positive feedback I got from everybody was was unbelievable so that was really really cool to see and it's still I mean it's still going on it's not as much but. Um, you know, I, I've had people come up to me in the pits and, and you know, come find me in the pits mm. that I've never seen or talked to before. And, um, so it's, it's really cool just meeting new people. And, and um, I can tell that, you know, the, that heat race um, definitely definitely kind of put my name out there. But we want to we continue with it. We don't want to, you know, we don't, don't want to just do it one time. Um, we were hoping Daytona was going to go a little bit better than it did. But under the circumstances, you know, um, Sometimes the cars just don't fall in your favor, so we we understand that. We'll learn from it and just move on. Yeah, it's um, that's just dirt bike racing in a nutshell there. But I'm sure your your phone was blowing up and all that after that Atlanta. Uh, you know, you're riding Atlanta. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was uh, it was a good feeling. So who were who were some of you, like your amateur rivals? Um, Guys that kind of made it pro and are racing today. Who did you grow up riding with? Um, and honestly, there's there's a few guys that I can think of that still that are still racing, you know, and do some pro stuff. Um, Jason McConnell um, is is one of them off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, ben Nelko is another one. He's racing Supercross right now as well. Yeah. Um, for the 3D team and. Uh, we were, we were, we grew up close to, um, Jeff Cernick's, uh, okay. Pleasure Valley MX. So we were running the, the district five at the time and then it turned into PA MX. Um, okay. so we raced a lot of, a lot of guys from Ohio as well. A lot of fast guys from Ohio, um, West Virginia as well. So. Yeah, it seems, uh, I went, I raced high point amateur day a couple years ago and it seems like the, you know, the racing up there is really strong and there's a lot of a lot of real fast dudes from that area they always show up the high point it seems like yeah um i know whenever i i think i raced amateur day in 2016 17 up there after pro day i didn't end up making it in either either year so i ended up staying in and racing amateur day the next day but uh i remember there being a, a pretty good turnout up there you know being five or six different guys that could win um a moto so yeah, it was pretty impressive to see that. Yeah, I was I was there sixteen because I, I, I 
remember I got lucky and I had the I had like the fourth moto, so I got out of there early. But my dad, my dad had like the twenty fourth moto, so we didn't even stay for the second one because it was going on all day because there was just so many people. Yeah, packed. Well, Jared, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, before I let you go, who do you want to thank for getting you out there? Um, definitely the guys at, at Cherokee Guns, Doc Waffles. He's uh, helped me out a lot, helped me with entries and stuff like that. Half lap suspension, MX Tech, Fire Racing, Henson, No Toil, EVS, Moto Inc., Scott Goggles, Backyard Designs, Snails, Keep the Bike Looking Good. Uh, Mika Metals, Duvall, Force Connection, Athena, and uh, Dan Truman. He saw a lot as well. Uh, Moto C, Moto Options, Boots, Airbees, Rod Engineering, Arrowhead Power Sports, FMF, Moto Stuff. And I also got some local help um, from in Georgia as well. Um, Cherokee Guns being being one of them. Um, and then also Free Time Hobbies, Kegeltown Welding, um, Michael Shop Photography, and then Jones Family Appliance Repair. Um, those guys are local that, that have also came through and, and helped me out tremendously, helping me um, get to this point. So, um, huge thanks to them. And also, Adam Willis, um, the, the month that I'm going to pick the bike up off of to uh, race this weekend. Um, huge, huge thanks to him. Um, he's actually going to go with me, so he's going to get the, the full experience. That'll be cool. And man, that's awesome. And uh, good luck this weekend in Indy and, and for the rest of the year. And thank you for coming on. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. All right. See ya. What's up, guys? We've got some exciting news as our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, continues to push the bar with high-quality products. In addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer, and pre-race spray. Whether you have a UTV, Harley, ATV, or dirt bike, Blood Lubricants has you covered. They're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level, and they're already sponsoring top privateers like Tyler Bowers, Henry Miller, and Bubba Polly. Racing is in their blood, but that's not all. They want to hook you guys up as well. Head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com. And use promo code WHISKEY for 25% off your order. Don't need, No need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code WHISKEY at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green, hooking you guys up. High quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. On the line with me right now, coming off a four-stroke A lights win at the Wild Board GNCC in Palatka, Florida, it's Alex Luger. What's up, buddy? You know, man, just chilling. Just got home from the gym and uh, another day of riding, so just hanging out. The gym. How you been? Grinding away. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Got to get it in. Got another race coming up this weekend and no time off, bro. Yeah, dude. You know how it is. You're a freaking fast guy now. Winning four stroke A lights. <laughs> what, 36th uh, overall, right? Yep, 36th. The goal was. Go with top 40 in the win, so I got it done. So wow. I'm happy about that. How are we feeling about three days later? Still feeling really good? You know, honestly, dude, I so the last lap, so I started, so Force Day Lights was row seven, which kind of sucked, but uh, that I, I mean, it kind of helped, but I ended up getting laps on the last lap, plus two, 
and like just a few miles from the finish. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get the last lap in. So in that last lap I did, I kind of rode a little conservative expecting to do a sixth lap. Ah. And so, I mean, I, I didn't leave it all out, but honestly, I felt pretty good. Other than my back being super sore Monday, I felt pretty well. And, and my calves, they were pretty sore too. <laughs> yeah. No, no bullshit, Alex. Like you look solid the whole race. And like, I was watching the whole time and like, it was, it was cool. Cause like, Mm-hmm. the leaders would come by obviously xc1 and then jesse would or ben would come by and then jesse and then bryce mm-hmm. and then you and yeah it, it was like the same it near the same intervals the whole time and i was like yeah alex is like looking really solid right now like i'm not gonna lie alex i was like all right he's gonna like i'm not saying you're gonna get past or anything but like he's still like keeping pace nah, like um, yeah is he gonna drop off ever and you never did yeah i mean i was really so the first like lap the first couple laps, I kind of, I felt like I blew myself up a little trying to get around a lot of the guys mm-hmm. in front of me, like on the different roads and stuff like that in different classes. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you, those guys, it, it don't matter if they're in a two-stroke only class and they hear four-stroke, they are not going to move out of your yeah. way. <laughs> you got to fucking fight them for it. It's ridiculous, dude. So I kind of, I think I worked a little too hard the first couple laps. And so, but they were really good lap times. Just, I was running like crazy high heart rate and I knew I wasn't going to be able to hold it. So that's kind of what I did. I kind of just backed it down a little bit and paid attention to my heart rate for the most part because I have my watch mounted on my bar pad. And so um, I kind of just watched that and kept it like, kind of where I like it, kind of where I knew I could do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think that helped me help make me uh, consistent or keep me consistent. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, you just look good the whole race. I got to ask, though. So yeah, I, thank you. Um, I've raced this track for it with an FTR race before, and I know you've ridden it in, yeah. in past couple of GNCCs. And the one FTR race I did, it had rained a couple of days before quite a bit. It wasn't muddy or anything, mm-hmm. but the sand had some moisture in it, and that, it was actually really fun. Was this kind of like that? Because I heard it. It was. Um, I heard they got some rain before, and like the sections I saw mm-hmm. didn't look as rough as I've seen it before. Yeah, actually. So I mean, it was honestly I loved it. A lot of the guys like Bryce and. And sad, and all those guys are saying it was like, like they're all, they all agree that it was super rough and that it was like rougher than they expected it to be. And I, I might have just, I might not just think it was that rough because I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was definitely, it was definitely way gnarlier than the FDRs. And the spots they showed, I went back and watched a lot of the live stream. Like the spots they showed, like that pine section and the fields, they were, those were like the easiest parts. That was like yeah. right before you got into the super, super gnarly stuff. So. No, it was it was awesome. I think it was like perfect. Honestly, the, the weather was good. I mean, some of the northern boys were dropping like flies, even though it was it was only eighty six, so it wasn't that bad for me. But yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was definitely one of the better hog wallers I've ever seen. It definitely got rough though. That's for sure. It it was only eighty six, but dude, like just standing around watching, it was hot. I don't know if it was just super sunny, it was humid or what. It felt really hot. Uh-huh. Maybe if you're you know kicking ass when your class everything's just going right through. It doesn't feel that bad, but like yeah. Mako, Mako was dying. I had to bring out the umbrella for him. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was hot, but like, I feel like, I think I compare hot to like October of last year, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you remember, you were still down here. So it was, I'm pretty sure, right? You were down yeah. here in October last September, year. September I left, but I've been in, I've been in Florida September. plenty, well, it was plenty hot summers. Then, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was like 95 degrees out until like late October. So that's kind of like, yeah, hot to me and like that one year we had that fdr at maxville when it was like 100 that was brutal 
So, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I was definitely, I was definitely, you know, quenching my thirst during the race. That was like my favorite part was, was uh, pitting so I could grab a water bottle. Because that, uh, that Rhino Power mix, dude, I had the hydration and carb fuel mix in there. That was like what I looked forward to yeah. every single lap was yeah. uh, grabbing that bottle. Yeah, I, so, I always, I yeah. always like the pit, you know, get a little pep talk. You know, my dad forces me to go back out there. But, dude, maybe I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a northerner now, so everything feels hot. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's you're missing out. It's like it was like 29 out there like a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, dude, it was like 29 this morning. But yeah, during the day it was. Jeez. But it's like it's starting to. It's like 60s now during the day, and like I'm riding. So oh, that's, yeah, that's nice. You're lucky I got a 350 and not a 250F because I'd be coming for you. Yeah. Oh, I know, dude. I was so glad when I saw your post that you're gonna 350. I'm like, man, thank God he's gonna race day open. <laughs> um, Feel bad for those guys. Let's uh, let's talk about your off season. Obviously, I think it went pretty well for you because you look so good. But uh, where'd you ride and who'd you ride with? So, back in like October, no, okay. So in the beginning of September, I started this program with my old trainer. Who I've, I always trained with him, but like since I was in like mini B, like he started training me like when I first started riding before I did my first race. And he used to do his classes at Abyssal, so like I would always go to those. So I came pretty close to them, and so. And he's like a certified trainer and all that, and he trains a lot of like pub national uh, moto kids and stuff. And so I started this program with him, and uh, it's it's really helped a lot. I've been riding a lot more, training a lot harder, and so I think that's really what's helped me uh, get a lot faster. Because I mean, you could look at my times like last season. I mean, granted, I was on the 125, so it's kind of a little harder to compare, but it's like exponentially different. Like at least 30 seconds to a minute a lap faster than I was in like March of last year. So I think that plays a big role, but also like you said, uh, the guys I've been riding with, I've been riding, you know, I got Stads down right now at Ben's house. Um, but the long boys were here for a little while. And so I've been riding with them a lot and I rode a lot with, uh, well, they were up North. So I was riding a lot with, uh, Bryce Foster and, uh, Billy Sharp. And so I've kind of been busy, busy riding with some fast guys. So it's definitely helped. I think, um, and I've, and like I said, that program, I've, I've learned a lot about myself and I can really like pay attention to like how I'm going to improve, like pay attention to my heart rate. Like I know my body a lot better than I used to. So I think that's definitely helped me a lot too. Yeah. That, that uh, makes complete sense. Um, I've known you for what now, six or seven years almost probably. And I gotta mm-hmm. say, I gotta say, Alex, like obviously I know you're in many C days, so I'm not going to say you were fast, <laughs> but um, I'm a little fat boy, dude. <laughs> no, but you've been a, you know, ever since I think w- once you got to Mini B, you've been a, a really good rider. Um, you had a bunch of good kids you're riding with and stuff. And I watched mm-hmm. you kind of go through the Saturday junior classes and then into Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And you've always been good, Alex. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I feel like probably like the no, past, I know what you're saying. the past year or so, like you've, be, I think I feel like you've gotten more consistent. Um, you're a lot smoother yeah. now. Um, you kind of, uh, I wouldn't say you were sketchy on like the 125 or anything like that, but you weren't as I think like dialed in, you were kind of pushing the yeah, bar a little bit, but I you think, were also on a 125. So maybe that, mm-hmm. that was it too. And I feel yeah, like and that, you have, you've had like uh less big crashes. Cause I know for a little while there, yeah. you were having a lot of them, but I feel like over the past year, uh, you've been riding really well. Yeah. That 125, I definitely had to, uh, <laughs> I had to pour it on to get that thing to go fast, but and like you said, I did back in junior A year. I, I, it was like a bunch of dumb crashes too. Like I remember 
I was just thinking back on it the other day, actually. It was like I got three injuries that year that were six weeks each within like once every three months. Like in February, broke my leg. Somebody else ran into me in an enduro. And then in March, I tried to like push through a bush with my bark buster. You know how that goes, you know, yank your bars and you go over the bars. And it wasn't like I was going fast either. I was like coming out of the corner. And I got unlucky, broke my wrist. And then again, I, and then I had uh, in August, I ran into like a little bit of power valve problems. I had this double that I hit, you know, tons of times. And since the bike was acting up, I didn't hit it fast enough. And I faced in one of the bars. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like a bad streak I had going there. And then I got about a year until, um, or a little over a year until last November when I, uh, or not this past November, the, but the one before that when I, had another stupid crash and went over the bars and uh, broke my leg. So I've been definitely liking the 250 a lot more, though. I feel like I can ride a lot smoother, like you said, on that thing. And it's a lot more uh, controllable, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I maybe maybe that's it. Because, you know, I was as you were talking, I was starting to think. I was like, honestly, I, I don't know that many people um, that look really super smooth on 125, like even Jesse, just because you have to yeah. ride it so hard. but. You're, you're liking uh-huh. that 50F, man, I can tell. And it seems to really fit your riding style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot better. And I've, I've honestly, so on the 125, it was like, I'd, I'd go to Kyle uh, Turnus and I'd get a bike set up that I was, you know, have, I'd just, I'd let him know what I felt. He'd fix something and I wouldn't ever think about it. I'd always just, come, I'd always just blame myself for something feeling off. Like, I tell, I'm telling you, dude, I never, ever touched clickers. I never touched mm-hmm. anything. From like junior A all the way until the 250, like I never did anything with suspension. It was like a handful of times, you know, he'd he'd revalve it, respring it, and he'd go through it, you know, service it and stuff. But it was like if my bike felt weird, it was just I would always blame myself. And so I kind of picked that up on the 250F. Like as soon as I got it, I really started like noticing how weird it felt and like like stiff and stuff like that. And I started like kind of learning more about bike setup. So I think that's helped a lot too. Um, I've learned how to what I want what I want the bike to be like, you know, mm-hmm. how I want it to feel and stuff. So that's made it a lot easier. So I think that contributes to it a little bit too. Yeah, I think once you start going really fast, um, you know, contending for national A class wins, I think the little stuff like that, little tweaks here and there really help just because you can do so much more with a little bit. Yeah. So even if it's just mm-hmm. you might not even change anything. But just the confidence yeah. that you have now in your suspension, exactly. You know you're feeling yeah. well. Like at at this, like at like the B class level, local B class level, C class level, even like me, A open, like mid pack A open guy. Like that doesn't make a difference. But once you start riding mm-hmm. super rough tracks and just being comfortable, and I know uh, Kyle yeah. Tur- Kyle Turnus uh, helps you out a lot down at Moto Moto Four Play. How did you get hooked up with him? So um, actually. Back in mini A days, it was, uh, I think, towards the end of my mini career, so like 2014-ish, um, I was uh, signed up with whole shot registration with Jacob, and mm-hmm. he and uh, Kyle always pitted next to each other, and uh, we were just kind of looking for somebody new to do our stuff, and Jacob was a good friend of Kyle's, and Kyle was there, and it was, I think it was actually at a Gatorback race, too, and it was like in the latter year, so it was like March or whatever, and uh so I was like just getting off. I was just getting ready to get on 25 soon. But we uh, talked to Kyle and and uh, he said he'd love to help me out. And so he started, you know, doing stuff for us. 
and it wasn't even like like it was like everything like he does my motors or he did my motors does them still and um but like i said i i never really like paid attention to any of that i was never picky with anything so i feel like that also kind of helped in his point where he didn't really have to do much for me he just set it up and i kind of just ride it and i never really gave him any feedback but you know ever since then he's always he's, he's pretty much like family to me now and it was from the get-go he was you know super nice about everything he was super cool he was you know understanding he was uh, consider it with like price and stuff like that. And he always worked with us if we needed it. And, um, and he still does, you know, and he's, he's pretty much, he's pretty much been there for me every time we needed him, you know, working late, late nights in the shop, trying to get the bike ready for the day before race or whatever. And I mean, he's even let us like take his trailer. We took his trailer up to big buck, uh, two years ago. And so he's definitely, uh, he's definitely done a lot for me, taking me up North riding and stuff like that. And, uh, I definitely, if for, if anybody's looking for a suspension guy that's uh, good and you know reasonable, I would definitely look into into Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's just a, a good dude. I remember when he was helping out uh, Chris La Libre Day, and he really cares about yeah. you know you see all his posts, and he really cares about you know he sacrificed uh-huh. like he was racing now where while he wasn't really racing just because of. You know, it's helping everyone else out with Moto Four Play, making sure they're dialed in. And now he's, yeah. you know, staying up throughout the night. Then he's got a race the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he really, you could tell he loves working on dirt bikes. I think sometimes it gets frustrating for him, but uh, in the end, he just loves the sport. And yeah, loves, you know, loves helping uh, riders out like you. So, you winning up, yeah, four, four stroke mean, eight lights uh, really repays it for him. Yeah, and I mean, he helps anybody, dude. Like, yeah. like Chris. Chris wasn't the fastest kid at all. You know, I mean, no credit. He was a good rider he was top of b class but it's like he's got you know many t kids mm-hmm. seniors guys like he he helps everybody out he doesn't care if you're a class or whatever he gives you the same good rate that he gives everybody else and he's super fair and he loves to help everybody i mean sometimes it seems like it takes a little more on than he can and that's why he's always working on late nights but he pretty much it's just his you know the nature of uh of what he does he just loves to help people and he gets these people that want to give him his bikes, and he pretty much doesn't turn anybody down. So, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's definitely a good guy. I remember before I really even—I don't really know him that well now. I talked to him at the races and all that stuff, and you know. Uh, but yeah, I remember I was going out to practice on my pre-modern, and my chain snapped on the way out, and I just literally—it really like broke right in front <laughs> oh, of man. right in front of his <laughs> his camp, and next thing you know, he's pulling <laughs> out the chain link and helping me out like. It, it was super uh, cool, but uh, hey, looking forward since you just fucking crushed it at the Hogwaller. Are you? Are we doing the whole series or what? So that's that was the plan coming in. You know, I I started really doing good at SCRs, and I mean, we know you know people aren't taking the SCRs as serious as you know GNCC. Like, look at Bryce; he's a, he's not going all out, you know. And so, but we, my parents kind of noticed that I started doing a lot more when I started that program, and I've actually been, you know. I cycle all the time with the guys up the road and I'm always at the gym and riding. I mean, I try and ride at least three days during the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, um, and then on the weekends as well. And so it's, it's been a lot of, I've been doing a lot and I think they realize that. And, um, so coming into this, they seemed a lot more uh, into it than they have been in the past. And so as long as the money's there, I think we'll definitely be at as many rounds as we can be. And obviously getting the win at Hogwaller last weekend, uh, Definitely, definitely enticed them a little bit, you know, getting some contingency mm-hmm. money helped out too. So uh, it's just, it's just going to be like a play by year type thing. I think we're definitely going to do the rounds up until like Camp Coker. And uh, 
depending on how I've been doing, I think that we'll definitely try and try and uh, do the rest of them. I think this is this year is supposed to be kind of like a learning year, mm-hmm. so I might skip out on like the really far ones, like maybe like uh, some of the Indiana, New York, whatever. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think it's definitely the plan is to do as many as we can. So let's say you're doing all of them. Which one are you looking uh, forward to most then? Uh, I would definitely have to say Camp Coker or Iron Man, yeah. hands down. I think Camp Coker is going to be nice. It looks it's a, a sick facility, and I heard it's a lot there. It's a pretty good place for Florida boys, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that one as well. And I've heard the same about Iron Man. So those are probably the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Um, definitely not looking forward to doing snowshoe again, oh, dude. Oh man, that fun experience. Definitely not a fun race though. Like you, <laughs> if you're from Florida, you get up there like you. You know how it goes, dude. <laughs> you get six miles in, you see this huge rock pile, and they're like, yeah, you go through it. What, what are you doing sitting there? You're supposed to ride to this. And you're like, what? Dude, I had, uh, <laughs> Where's the service road? <laughs> I had Jordan I had Jordan Ashburn on last week, and we were talking about snowshoe. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I raced it in 2010, so I was like 17 years old, and I rode Sportsman B, pulled the whole shot, you know, I was because I was the first row of the five, you know, they do every five seconds. I didn't even, I didn't hear this part. I didn't know you pulled the whole shot, dude. dude. Whole shot. And road like, ripper. The, and then the first, like, mile is all, like, the dirt roads. So I was like, yeah, gapping, gapping them. I was like, oh, I'm killing <laughs> this. Cross style, bro. Killing it. There's people watching me. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm freaking fast. And then we go into the woods, and it's just, like, a thousand foot downhill. It's all muddy and slimy. I fall in a creek, and. Uh, it took me like an hour and a half to do four miles and rode the, oh. I rode the highway back up to the, <laughs> to the resort. I was over it. So, that is so funny. but I'm saying that dude, that place is gnarly, dude. It's brutal, but I, I have it. It's like on another my, level. I have it on my calendar to race it this year. Are you going? I think so. Oh, just to redeem, no. just to redeem myself. You've got to, dude. Right. Sportsman A. Straight send it, dude. See, I was thinking C open. I was thinking C open. I don't know about sports. C open. Whoa. You can't be standing back in that hard. <laughs> no, just drop down two classes. At least got to do B class, dude. Come no, on. Because then I'll have to rise right three hours and my back and my gut and my beer belly. Just, I, it's <laughs> yeah. not ready for that. <laughs> and do sportsman B again, dude. You got to redeem yourself where you first started, all right? So I was That's thinking. Ten years later, still in the same class. <laughs> I was, Come on, Kurt. Uh, Try to step it up. Yeah, I know. I think I'm going to do uh, Steel Creek, Camp Coker, the John Penn Snowshoe, mm-hmm. and then um, the Mason Dixon, the one at High Point. I was thinking about this weekend, but I Ooh. think it's supposed to be muddy, and I have not been riding, and I have a See, new bike. I don't want to get it wet. I don't want to get it dirty. Yeah, well, I heard it was I thought it was supposed to be muddy, too, but I was talking to Dad today, and I saw on their Jesus seat on the Instagram – they said it's supposed to be perfect this weekend, well, and yeah. it's supposed to rain on Little Friday, and apparently make it even better. So apparently it should be really nice. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it is because that'll that'll be good for me. I definitely am not an expert in mud, let alone clay mud. So um, oh, it's like ice. I'm not. I would not be looking forward to that, dude. Yeah, I've never even ridden it. So like, and I don't really count snowshoes, but it's more like oh, rocks and yeah. dark black dirt, but. That's about the only experience I have of riding mud anywhere outside of Florida. Yeah, if I um on Saturday, I already have a plan. If I'm Saturday and I follow Jeans to see on Instagram and I see the quad pictures, and if they don't look muddy, I'm gonna wake up at four in the morning and haul ass down there. But, <laughs> oh man, that'd be nice. Then you're really gonna want to race two hours, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I gotta, you know, I'm 
don't know if you heard. Oh, I, so last week on, on the show, like I recorded one with Bryce, but it didn't like it, yeah, it recorded, but, but it wouldn't upload. Like his interview only would not upload. It was weird. So, but I told him I'm his mental coach, so I have to be as many rounds as I can. I don't know if he even thanked me on the podium. Uh. I didn't stick around that long, but. Uh, he better have. I I don't know. He uh, you might have to remind him about that one if he's uh planning on being on the podium again next race, which I bet he is. You're gonna have to tell him to shout you out. Cause I don't think he did. He did. He was pretty whipped on that. I wouldn't blame him for forgetting. <laughs> well, he's still he's still mad because in Colorado I just crushed him in the in the rocks. Smoked the him. Yeah. No, I've heard. He's he was complaining. I actually was riding with him today. He was complaining about it. He's like, like man. I can't figure out this bike setup. It's just not good enough for me to beat Kurt when we go back to Colorado next year, dude. And then Thad Duval was probably like, shit, I don't want to race this Kurt guy. I don't want to race him either, you know? So. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, they were all there, dude. Bollinger was like, oh, that Kurt guy, I've heard of him. I don't want to race him. They were all talking about it, dude. You, you should have seen them. They did like two motos and just were just done, dude. They couldn't handle it anymore. You were just in their head so bad they couldn't ride. Dude, it, it makes it makes sense because Bryce was up here at Bollinger's, which is only like forty minutes from my house, and mm-hmm. would not invite me riding. I would text him like, "Hey, you guys riding today?" And he's like, "No, we're not going to ride, or we're going to ride somewhere else. I don't know." And then I'd go ride, you know, put, like in, put in my motos, and they're out riding. So I'm just going to chalk it up to they didn't want me to come whip their ass at their at their place. Dude, and, it's that simple. Trust me, I deal with it too. I'll be like. So you guys riding tomorrow, and then obviously they were planning on it, but since I asked, they decided not to, you know. So just how it goes when, we, when we're this good, you know, Kurt. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. No. Story of our life. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, Yeah. thank you for coming on. Uh, before I let you go, who do you want to thank? Uh, my parents, obviously, my family, and all my friends who, who helped me out. And Central uh, Ford Power Sports, uh, Jason Ennis over there, helps me out a ton. Kyle Turnis from Moto4 Play, um, Gizmo Mod. My trainer, Donald Sully, over at XL Trainer. Um, Answer Racing, I started rocking them this year, and that stuff's uh, it's definitely nice. So, Garnet, Boots, 60 Helmets, uh, HPD Moto Graphics, T-Concepts, IMS, and uh, everybody else is pretty much hooked at sponsors, so I don't really care about them. <laughs> and obviously, my boy, Kurt Lucas, and the Whiskey Throttle Radio Show, dude. Yeah, man. Uh Good luck this weekend. I will probably see you there. And uh, hey, if you ever need a place, yeah. if you're ever traveling the country racing dirt bikes and need to stay somewhere, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, you call me. Oh, I will for sure. I'm hoping to, I want to come up there sometime this, in the next few months. So I'll uh, definitely give you a shot if I'm up there. Yeah, man. We'll ride some Rip dirt it bikes. up some. All right. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have a good night. See you, bud. You too. Later. On the line with me right now, rounding out the show. My brother's roommate, we drank a lot of beer together in college. He attended his first ever Supercross in Daytona this past weekend. So we're going to get his opinion on it. It's Jesse Tincher. What's up, bud? Nothing much. What are you up to? You know, just another Wednesday night. There's just strippers and cocaine all over my apartment right now. And it's just a crazy life up here in Charlotte. Nice. Just a typical Wednesday? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's getting a little old. I might switch it up. Maybe do it on Thursdays, but... I have to move some things around, you know? Yeah, feel that. <laughs> so, uh, got it. We had to get you on. You attended your first ever Supercross. You've been, you know, you're my brother's roommate in college, so you watched it on TV a little bit here and there. You know you know a lot of top riders' names and stuff. Uh, it was Daytona, so it's a little different than most Supercrosses, but uh, overall, how, how was it? 
It was actually pretty sweet. Um, like you said, it was my first time. And I, I did for the past couple of years watch some Supercross with you guys. And it was, it was definitely a lot cooler and a lot better seeing it in person, seeing some of the riders that I've seen on TV. Even got to see them walking around before and after motos. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is really, I, I, I can't say I remember my first Supercross because I was like four, but it, I enjoy it so much every year. Uh, it's like you said, it's cool to see the riders walk around and stuff because you see them on TV for the most part of the year. As I said, Daytona is a little different, so I feel like you didn't get the full Supercross experience, so you're just going to have to come to another one. But Daytona's, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Daytona's cool in a sense, though, because you can walk on like the tri-oval on the front stretch there. It's, yeah. It's bleacher seats. The pits kind of suck. Um, they don't have the full setup. They usually have like um, the semis out with like awnings and then riders signing autographs. It's not as congested and stuff. But uh, what stood out to you? What what was kind of surprised you about Supercross that you weren't really expecting? Um, I didn't realize that they do like all the the rate like the motos in the beginning. Like they do the practices yeah. and then they. They all take turns uh, riding to see you guys like the fastest lap time and stuff. I didn't realize it started so early in the day. I thought like the heats were kind of like where it all started. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel like pe- a lot of, like obviously I think people that ride and follow sport know about that, but the casual viewer like yourself, like you were, they don't. That you know they think that the riders get there at six and start riding at seven. You know, just like football where they have their little bit of yeah. warm-ups before. You don't see it on TV, and then from 7 to 10 is the racing, and football at 7 to 10 is the game. So, yeah, early start, I think um, track walk is at, like, 11 for those guys, and then practice all the way up until about 4.30, and then the night show at 7. Yeah, I thought it was also pretty cool that we uh, were able to walk on, like, the actual speedway and walk around and be right next to the track, like, we were what ten feet from the track. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously most supercrosses you're in the in the stands, and there's that barrier. There's security guards everywhere mm-hmm. that really limit you from really getting really close to the track. Whereas here, you're like eye level or even below eye level with the jumps, so you can really get a real visual of how big these jumps are. Yeah, they're they're massive. I remember one of the first things I noticed when I was real watching, I think it was like the 250A group practicing. Um, Forkner comes ripping through and throws a whip at the finish line. And I didn't realize like how crazy it was from like the ground level. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sight to see for sure. They, I think Daytona, you really get that where at the end of the practice sessions, they all just start throwing huge whips. But uh, another thing people don't realize, I think, is uh, when – they think just the riders in the night show are the ones out there racing, whereas there's guys, privateers, obviously, um, during the day that yeah. don't make the night show. It's kind of cool just to see the different skill sets where, you know, you'll have your local guys who are just out there for one or two rounds and then your factory factory riders. Yeah, and I think I mentioned to you, or mentioned it to you while we were there, but someone who's staying in the same hotel as me on the beach in Daytona, they had a family friend who was one of those sea riders for like 450 I was trying to make the mm-hmm. the heats, and I didn't realize it worked like that. I thought it was just like kind of the same same people always in in the races, and there wasn't like a opportunity for other riders to try to wiggle in there. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really cool thing about Supercross and Motocross is you can 
you know, you can just get a guy, I'm not going to say off the streets, but, you know, your local fast guy gets his Supercross license get, or gets his pro license and then can go line up to next to Eli Tomac, whereas, like, baseball, you're not going to get some guy that, you know, some guy that plays baseball in his spare time, works full-time job, then at night goes and, you know, bats right behind uh, Albert Pujols or something. Right, yeah. So what did, what did you think of the pit set up there at Daytona, all the pits and stuff? The pits? Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, it was obviously really hard to see a lot of the people I recognized because they were just swarmed by everybody. But um, I, I do remember we walked by – I don't remember. I think his last name. I think his name was Henry Miller. Yep. The kid that's sponsored by the company he worked for. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the privateers are obviously. If you listen to the show, you know I, I have all the privateers on all the time. They're they're the right. coolest dudes. They're just like you and I. Um, you can go right up to them and talk to them. But yeah, Daytona is so overcrowded. You can't see anything. That's why like you need to come with us to the Jacksonville National this year because the pits are super spread out. You can see everything. Uh, that's just another really, you know, really cool event as well. Yeah, I think the only like big name guy I actually saw in the pits was Telmac, and then I guess if you want to consider Davos, just he's like one of the team members. We saw them like sitting at the table signing some autographs, but like I couldn't even see Roxanne. I didn't see Moosekin. I didn't see like any of those like other guys. Yeah, it's. It's just a sea of people there, but the other real cool thing about Daytona is you can park in the infield, and we, you know, we parked. Right. We kind of got some really cool parking spots, and uh, we're able to park next to Tomac and Mookie and all that, which is really cool as well. Yeah, I was gonna say that was pretty cool. Even though like Mookie got hurt in the beginning, but I think it's pretty cool to, to see Mookie there, like just chilling with all the other riders. So let's uh, let's talk about the actual racing a little bit. Uh, how did you think? Uh, you know, obviously you're a Ken Roxon fan. He didn't do so hot, but <laughs> what? Let's break down some of the racing. What'd you think? Um, Tomac was unbelievable. He was flying. Uh, Roxon looked good in like the the heat and all the warm ups and stuff before, but I guess he just got caught up in the pack for the bad start and just was trying to play catch up. I think he started in last place. Yeah, he, so I mean, it's tough for him. It was both your guys. Um, Roxon and Dino. Dino, yeah, Dino was yeah. He struggled. He looked good in the in all the warm ups too. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, it didn't matter. They couldn't put it to a. But uh, yeah, like you said, Tomac was unbelievable. He's so good at Daytona, and he it's it's cool being there because you can you know on TV they only really focus on a one guy at a time kind of or two guys battling, where. You, in, right. in person you can see the whole race and you can just see how much better Tomac was than anybody else. I think I think that was probably like my favorite part. Was we, we were sitting all the way at the top, literally yeah. the last row. <laughs> yep. But we we could see everything so clearly. But when we were down earlier during the practices and we were on the actual speedway, you couldn't see like the far end of the track. Yeah. Because like it's all flat, so you can't see like how like how many rows over there like they're on. But it was, it was pretty cool to see from the top so you could see everything. Did you ever get um, an update on what happened to Plessinger? Oh, yeah, broken heel. Broken heel, yeah, it did not look good. I remember seeing him bail off the bike and just smack the, the front side of a jump, and he just, like, hopped off. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't pretty. I watched it back on TV, and he just landed straight on his feet um, on the front of the jump. So it was... 
yeah it was not pretty um so but the other really cool thing about daytona that i mean the real reason it's around is because it's during bike week what what, what was your thoughts right. on the whole bike week main street thing it was insane <laughs> especially for me it was like it was my first time being around all that and then i just came from literally a couple blocks over where all the college kids are during spring break so I'm with one crowd, and then all of a sudden I leave and go to the bike week crowd, and it's a lot different. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because, like like you said, on Seabreeze, it's all college kids. There's no real bikers over there, and there might be some here and there. But at and then Main yeah. Street, it's all bikers. There's, like, no college kids. And it's crazy how it's two wild scenarios and two wild group of people that are so close to right. each other, but yet it's so segmented you can't so even, you don't even know it's there. Right, and and it's also like they're there for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Well, like just to like have a good time, drink, you know, party. But they're totally different, like people or like groups. And so it was pretty interesting. It I experienced it in the same night. I went from Seabreeze, where all the college kids were, went over that same night to Main Street to see all like the biker people. And I mean, to be honest, like it's just people having a good time. It seemed awesome. Something I definitely want to do again, I guess. Yeah, it's it's something I look forward to every year. It's it's hard to not have a good time <laughs> out on Main Street because like there's right, there's yeah. live music, everyone's in a good mood. Um, you know, the cops aren't really being dicks. You know, they're they're I think they're more worried about the bikers than they are like the partying. So, it's, right, uh, it's a good time. But yeah, it was your birthday weekend, so you got the whole spring break and bike week experience. So definitely something you got to come All back for to, the man. birthday. You got to come yeah. back. Is Daytona always like that that same weekend, yep. or like at least they're racing Daytona? Yep, yep. Huh. So. Yeah, that was a great time. And to be honest, like, I like watching on TV was way different. But actually being there, like, people get into it. Like, they, like they act like each rider is their like football team now. Like, let's go, like Roxanne or whoever, yeah. and then like freaking out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh. Man, I really wish you need to like. I keep referring back to it, but you really need to go to like a like a real stadium Supercross because uh, just because like they have more resources, like the opening ceremonies are way cooler. Just because it's everyone's kind of confined in one spot, not as spread out, and people get into it. Like when stuff's going down in the heat, it's it's a lot different racing too. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Oh, of course, Jesse. <laughs> What did you think of uh, when Alessi won, won that OCQ and he, he gets off the bike and he starts high-fiving everyone in the crowd? Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to be honest here. I was not never really the biggest Alessi fan um, until like the last mm-hmm. couple of years of his career. And then I was like, you know, he's just out there racing his dirt bike, trying to make a living. Honestly, at first I was like, dude, what's this guy doing? Is he going to cry again, you know? But honestly, like, <laughs> he's so I don't know if you don't. I don't know if you know the whole story with Les. He's been racing in Canada the last couple of years. He was never that great mm-hmm. at Supercross. He was good, main event guy, top 10 guy, but he was never as good as he was in the Nationals. So he got a lot of flack for that. But I think he just – so when he came back, because he's filling in for Mookie and Vince Freeze, I think he was just having a good time. I was taking it all in, man, to be honest. I At first, I, I was like, oh, what's this guy doing? But after like thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, he's just out there having a good time like you and me. Because you bet your ass, if I would have won that LCQ, I would have been doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh- is that like a like? Do you, has anyone ever done that before? Like or like you know like is it a common thing what? that people celebrate like that or? Um, not really. After an LCQ win, no. 
Usually, like, if you win the whole, like, if you win the main, you do yeah, that. But they talk, like I said, though, most super, every other supercross, you can't go around really high fiving fans either just because they're not there. So, right. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they're not that close to the track. But if that was some okay. guy who's never made a main before and he just won the LCQ or even got fourth in the LCQ and made his first main, he, like, they're way more stoked than that. They're jumping up and down, laying the bike over, freaking out. So it all depends yeah. on the rider, really. Yeah. So, and uh, is Daytona the only track where, like, uh, the fans are allowed to go on after the, after the race? Yep. Yeah, that's Daytona. Because that was pretty – that was actually pretty cool. It, it was one thing, like, seeing it from all the way up top and then seeing it from, like, 10 feet away – but actually being able to walk up and down the jumps and stuff, like then you realize how actually steep the like some of the jumps are. Yeah, you you actually really get a feel for how badass these dudes are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was interesting walking on the track because usually it's a lot sandier, and this was I don't know, mm-hmm. it, it didn't seem as like even I think you even made a comment like it wasn't even that rutted up on that one section, right? The back section we were on. So. Yeah, it, it seems like I. I mean, I don't. I don't ride, so I don't know what it's supposed to look like or feel like or anything like that. But it seems like I didn't realize how like soft the track is because it, it was like like kind of muddy, I guess. But it was like it was like dry mud. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It was like soft. It wasn't like like dirty. Yeah. You know? That's that's again that's a Daytona thing. Like most supercrosses are, like they're kind of a harder packed dirt, whereas like the nationals are, are soft. So Daytona is mm-hmm. kind of a mix. They're usually harder packed, which is even more gnarly that, you know, cause there's just holes on the face of the jumps and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. but, uh, so overall you, you're going to come back. You're going to, you want to go to more dirt bike races, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely go to more. If you could give anyone, you know, they're like on the, they're not, they don't ride dirt bikes. They don't know much about Supercross. Let's say their buddies got free tickets and they were kind of on the fence mm-hmm. about going. What's one thing you would tell them to persuade them? What would be like, you got to go because of this? Um, well, one thing that really stood out to me, besides like how cool the racing is and the environment, is a lot of the riders' uh, girlfriends and wives are there. <laughs> and they are some real good-looking ladies. I'll not, tell you what. You wish you would have pursued. You saw Fortner's wife a couple of times. Oh yeah, I wish you guys had told me about this like in fifth grade. <laughs> I'd have tried. Yeah, maybe you know. You never know, Jesse. But, You're not to take shots at you. <laughs> You're not the tallest guy out there, and you know, tall guys really. You know, most motor <laughs> pro motocross riders are on the shorter side. So I could. You could have been pro. Dude. Hey, I've been compared to Cooper Webb before. You know. Yeah, I don't, maybe just when you wear your, your ears <laughs> tucked in your hat, but. You know, you have ridden before, though. You're, like, a pro 110 rider. Yeah, yeah. They, have, uh, they should add that to Supercross, you know? I, uh, I took the 110 out at the office the other day and crashed it, so I'm sorry. Oh, no. It better be still working. I was kind of upset when I saw you took it. Yeah, it works, but the tires are bald, so it doesn't really – it doesn't. It, it needs some work. Perfect, so I can, ride it, I can ride it to class. Yeah, and just pick up chicks on the back of it. You're golden. Yeah, I'll just tie like a little like red cart behind it. No, I was thinking they could just they could just sit on your face. Oh yeah, exactly. That'll work. <laughs> um, before... Double as a helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might not be able to see as well, but 
It'll it'll work. <laughs> uh, Mako just walked out to me and licked my hand, so he he wanted to say hi before I let you go. Mako seems like he had a great time. Dude, Mako loves Supercross. But uh, all right, Jesse, thank you for coming on. We'll have to do it again. Uh, we'll take you to the Jacksonville National this year, and that's a real party. We'll get hammered up, so we'll have a good time. For sure. All right, thanks for having me on. Yeah, buddy. Talk to you later. Yeah, have a good one. See you. Straight caught up in the game. My life won't be the same. Straight caught up in the game. the life, that's how I live, try to get out, tell me how to survive without my crew, Armani's, Ferraris, casinos, hitting jackpots, good luck, I think not, we own the car from block to block, city to city all day, every day, it's like a celebration for the criminal nation, hey me wife and kids, that's what I need, wanna go out like a man, try to understand without blood on my hands, dear God, please save my soul, I put the rest on hold, not seven, I still got time to reach heaven, a million reasons to get out, choose one, there's only one, to put the nine millimeter to you don't, then you're gone. Did I do right or wrong? Tell me. I might drop some tears from my eye, but you never see me cry. Champagne, spit rhymes like crazy insane. LA to stock town, different players caught up in the same game. Am I right or am I wrong? Straight caught up in the game. I'm confused, will I win? Will I lose?